The holidays. With all the shopping, prep work, and family, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. I'm Prakash Chandran, and in this episode of Healthy Takeout, we'll talk about coping with stress during the holiday season. I'm pleased to welcome Katie Adams, Director of Mental Health Services at Harrington Healthcare. Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm so glad we're talking about this because the the holidays always seem to creep up on me and I feel rushed to get everything done. And I'd love to hear from you uh, some other common seasonal stresses that you see affect people year after year. Gosh, I could talk about that for a long time. Um, you know, I think the holidays are just that perfect storm of, you know, so many things happening all at once. And if you are predisposed to depressive symptoms or anxiety, and even for those of us who aren't, it's a really difficult time to to muddle through with everything going on. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I know just for me, it's the rush to get everything done. It's also around being with people that I don't necessarily get along with, especially on my wife's side of the family. Um, can you talk yeah. about like some <laughs> of those factors that uh, maybe people uh, that cause people stress uh, year after year? Sure. You know, so I remember reading at one point um, a statistic from NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, that something like six, it's better than 60% of adults report that they struggle with the holiday blues. And so that's such a huge range of factors. And it's everything from, like you said, to feeling rushed and the stress and the pressure. But then there's also things like financial considerations. There are things like, you know, dealing with family members that maybe you aren't seeing at other times in the year. And then there's also the other side of that, people who are estranged from their families um, and who spend the holidays isolated or alone, uh, people who've had recent losses. So um, if you've had you know, any type of death or divorce or loss in your family um, in the time leading up to the holidays, that first holiday is, is really hard. And sometimes subsequent holidays are really hard. Um, there's, there's just so much going on, financial pressures. And then if you're a parent, add in everything that's going on with our kids. Um, it's a lot to balance. Yeah, I can imagine. So let's let's first talk about those who have so much responsibility and financial pressures. What are some tips uh, that you might recommend that would help them deal with this uh, leading up to the holiday season? Sure. So one thing I would say is um, an expression I'm stealing from my mother, but it's how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. So really breaking it down when you're looking at the big picture, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. I mean, I know for me, I went shopping last weekend and, and brought bags into the house, and my husband said to me, oh, are you getting started on Christmas? I'm like, what do you mean? And even just that was overwhelming to me, and, and that was, you know, in the month way before before Christmas time. So I think you look at, you know, what are we doing? What do we need to accomplish? Who are we shopping for? And then you break that down into different components, and then there's even kind of emotionally preparing yourself for other obligations. You know, if you know that you're going to have to travel and spend Christmas with your in-laws and that's something that's overwhelming, what can you do on the front end? How can you kind of prepare yourself for those conversations? You know, if you're um, going to have things coming up at the table that are hot button topics like politics or parenting decisions or, you know, grades, college decisions, think about how you're going to respond to that. What are you willing to share? How can you prep yourself for those interactions? And then also just, you know, setting realistic expectations of yourself. You know, you can't um, buy everyone in your neighborhood and your job and your child's school the best of everything. You're not going to probably be the parent that has the best gift on every teacher's desk on, you know, December 20th. What can you do? What's realistic? And what are you comfortable with? I love that you use that saying uh, that your mom taught you because my dad also <laughs> uses that all the time. I think that's a built-in parental phrase, you know, tackle the elephant yeah. one bite at a time. 
And I think I think that's important, like you said, really trying to be proactive and think about all of the things that you're going to be coming up against and plan for it. Um, so that's that's really good advice. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, I think you brought up something really important, which is the people that are alone and that may not have anything to plan for during that during the holiday seasons. How might you recommend that they or people that know them help them plan um, a successful holiday season that that doesn't give them the holiday blues that we're talking about? Yeah, I'm so glad that you said people who know them. I mean, as a, a social worker, I'm kind of, you know, I'm hardwired to say that as a community, we have a responsibility. As neighbors, we have responsibilities to each other. And so I think for those of us who are fortunate enough to not be in that situation, it's our responsibility to, you know, even just think about your little corner of the world, on your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, on your street. Who do you know might be alone on the holiday? Who do you know has, you know, recently had a loss or suffered a death in their family? How can you connect with those people? How can you, and, and that's not big. So that's not to say that everybody needs to take on some great additional holiday stressor of, oh my goodness, I have to be responsible for all my neighbors. But how can you knock on a door and, you know, bring a plate of cookies, say hi, invite somebody over to your house. I think one of the nicest things you can do for another human being is hospitality and, and welcome them into your home. So be a good neighbor, be a good community member. And I think for people who are in that situation, who are maybe isolated or who don't have, um, you know, family members that they're going to naturally be spending their holidays with, it's really hard, depression in particular, but grief and loss, you can kind of become on that um, that hamster wheel, that self-fulfilling cycle of, well, I'm alone and I'm sad, so I don't feel like doing anything. And because I'm not doing anything, I feel alone and I'm sad. And that can just go on forever. And at some point, you have to, to take a step and you got to jump in the pool a little bit. So, you know, find a good church community, find a community event, find somewhere where you can go and connect with other people. If you're, you know, someone who's struggling with depression or grief, find a support group, you know, not to say that you have to do that forever. There are people who are super uncomfortable with the idea of putting themselves out there in that way. But even just a few times visiting a forum like that can be so helpful and can really shift the way you're feeling all season long. I think that's really good advice. And I loved what you said right there about being a good neighbor and a good friend and a good community member, um, especially during the holiday seasons. And uh, I also love there's nothing kind of like a, a plate of cookies or a pie or a thing of dessert that you can bring to your neighbor or someone that you know may not have uh, the family members around them that would make them feel included and make them feel welcome. Yeah. yeah. It's such um, a small gesture, but it's so significant. Absolutely. Um and speaking of desserts, speaking for myself, <laughs> I also feel like there is an <laughs> element of overindulgence when there is food and treats and alcohol around because it's the holidays and we want to let loose, right? Um, and yep. some of it may be, okay, well, we're going to cope with the stress of the holidays by eating. Um, so what might be a better way for us to control ourselves or to cope with the holiday stresses without resorting to overindulgence? Yeah. So first, you know, if, let's say you're not dealing with stress. You're just surrounded by really good food and you have the you know, good <laughs> fortune of, of having lots of food and friends around the table during the holidays. I'm a big fan of the 80-20 rule. So, you know, behave during the week. Don't go crazy Monday through Friday. If you know that you've got a Christmas party every weekend in the month of December, have a salad for lunch Monday through Friday, you know, find some balance. Um, I think that's one way to kind of maintain good health throughout the season. Um, and if you're finding that you're coping by maybe drinking too much or eating too much, try flipping that with healthy habits, even, um, you know, integrating them same day. So if you know that you're going to a cookie swap, 
go for a walk that morning, get some fresh air, even if you get on the treadmill, if the weather's not cooperative. Um, sometimes, you know, making those healthy decisions starts the domino effect of healthy decisions. You've, you've exercised, that's really good for you. Exercise has a great impact on your mental health, particularly just light cardiovascular exercise. You're less likely to indulge um, after you've done a good walk or a jog or even a run. Um, and also getting enough sleep. We tend to overeat when we're not sleeping enough, make sure you're drinking enough water, all of those really important self-care habits that, again, they should be um, integrated throughout the year. But at the holidays, it's, it's harder to remember to do them. Yeah, and it's it's especially important during the holidays as well. And I think this kind of touches on that really central theme that you're saying about planning ahead. If you know you have um, a party that's coming up or something at the end of the week, you know, just be a little bit more proactive and 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 healthy uh, at the early stages of the week, so you don't feel bad uh, when you enjoy yourself at that party. You know, one of the final things I wanted to talk to you about was you know, at the end. During the holiday season, it's kind of the end of the year, and I feel like there's a lot of reflection. And I know something that um, me and a lot of my friends go through is like, did we accomplish everything um, that we wanted to in the year? And I think that also maybe secretly adds a little bit of stress uh, when we when we didn't necessarily accomplish those things. What's a good framework that you tell people to use in terms of goal setting, accomplishing, and reflection? Yeah, so that's a timely question for me. I actually, so I um, keep kind of a journal of just like long-term goals, just things that I jot down to kind of keep myself on track. I think that's important. Um, and over the weekend, I was looking for something to write something down quick, and I happened to look at what I had set for myself in 2017 as my 2018 goals, and I went, eek, I didn't necessarily get there. And you have that kind of knee-jerk reaction, even those of us, you know, who are clinicians and um, who have, you know, good skills in that area, it happens to all of us. Uh, I think one of the most important things is, again, planning ahead. So if you don't be someone who sets that New Year's uh, resolution on December 31st that you're going to totally, like, flip your life over on its head and you're going to be a different person at the end of the following year. That's a surefire way to set yourself up for disappointment and regret and to, to not feel good about yourself in the upcoming year. Um, so having realistic expectations of what you can do um, going forward. But I also think it's really hard at the holidays when you look back um, you have to sort of force yourself to reframe a little bit. It can be so easy. Even if you look at the past week of your life, most of us, you know, are hardwired, unfortunately. I'll look back at the last week and say, gee, I could have done that better or, or you know, maybe we should have done this. Here's a, a missed opportunity. And instead, reframe that. Think about what went well. You know, what did I do right? What did I accomplish? Maybe I set a goal that I didn't accomplish, but maybe I had some accomplishment that I didn't even know was going to happen. I mean, life happens and it changes quickly and it moves quickly. And um, part of that is just giving ourselves grace and taking a breath and allowing ourselves to kind of be on the ride instead of trying to um, structure everything so much. What amazing advice for sure, especially as the year comes to a close or uh, during the holiday seasons, it's just really good to reframe that because it is really about the journey, right? Even if you set these goals for yourself and you don't accomplish them, think about everything that you learned along the way. Um, you know, we, we covered a lot today, um, but is there anything that we didn't cover that you would like us to know and, and take away from this uh, conversation? The only thing that I would add is, you know, it's natural. Like I said, 60-ish percent of adults suffer from the holiday blues or some feelings of sadness around the holidays. But I think it's important to recognize the difference between something that's clinical and something that's a natural sort of reflection or, or the holiday blues, as we call it. So if someone is feeling like they're struggling with depressive symptoms or anxiety, you know, symptoms that last a couple of weeks that, that are not getting better or, um, 
you know, are really out of character for you, I think that's when it's important to reach out to find a trusted local therapist, someone that you can talk to and make that connection because there, there's also a role of treatment here. And, you know, hopefully that's not the situation that people find themselves in. But if you are feeling like you're struggling and you're drowning and you're not sure how to fix that, reach out and there's help available all over the place and, and take advantage of that. It's definitely good to know that those resources are available. So for more information, please visit HarringtonHospital.org. Our guest today has been Katie Adams, and this is Healthy Takeout from Harrington Healthcare. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening.